Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 10, Spiritual Scammers. Thank you for supporting the show by subscribing, rating, and sharing. Please join us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Bind. In this episode, we are talking about psychic scammers. Is it spiritual scammers? Spiritual. Sorry. God damn it. It's, we're going to start let's again. Let's do it again. That's all right. <laughs> uh, just because I think out. he's already Good looking out. done it. I try. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Bind. In this episode, we're talking about spiritual, spiritual scammers. scammers. Episode 10. Woo! The season finale. Finale! Season one, end. Go us. Go us. Mm-hmm. What a good way to really cap off the season, really. Absolutely. Truly. Mm, <sighs> let's see what the cards have to say about this episode. Yes, let's see what they have to say about scammers. <laughs> Shuffle it again. Okay. That's it. No. <laughs> Sometimes it's extra tingly i pulled the wheel of fortune and this is actually the first time that one of the cards has come out reversed which is interesting to me because (laughs) last episode we talked a little bit about reversals and how sometimes they mean something and sometimes they don't and what i'm receiving from this card is okay i know we talk about this every episode my friends but you have to have discernment Because the truth is, spiritual scammers will always exist, just like any other type of trickster will always exist. And as much as we are going to share with you today about what we've observed, what we've learned, and what we do to protect ourselves, ultimately, it's up to us as the individuals to exercise our discernment when it comes to engaging with spiritual practitioners there is a world of options in front of us and it can be really hard to decide who's the right fit for us who is the right fit for our experience for our specific and unique spiritual needs and the wheel of fortune reminds us that you know it's kind of hit or miss sometimes you're going to get duped. Sometimes you're going to work with somebody who's not aligned with you. And from those experiences, you cultivate a deeper sense of discernment moving forward. We can't avoid this problem because as long as capitalism exists, scam is going to exist. And something that this reminds me of is that Not all scammers are misintended or malintended. I think people just need money. Yeah. And this is one of those opportunities where they can make it. And it sucks, 
but it's the truth. Right. And what is their, like, what is their motivation? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's clearly they need to make money. And what does a malintended scam look like versus, you know, mm. one that's not? Mm -hmm. I don't know if we can tell the difference, but we must still protect ourselves from being scammed. We mm -hmm. don't we don't want our money to go to waste or mm -hmm. our hard earned energy and time to go to waste. And mm -hmm. I love that card for this. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that was a good reminder <laughs> for me, too, is like. The problem isn't spiritual practitioners or spiritual commerce. It's just that for as long as we have to pay to exist on the earth that asked us to be here, scams are going to exist. Right. And, and yeah. we just have to be careful and be conscious and, you know, really tune into our inner compass before we agree to trust someone. Mm -hmm. I try not to place blame on, and in, I do blame the scammers, but I don't, I don't, I don't like shoot a lot of hatred towards mm -hmm. the person doing it because I'm like, how desperate are you that mm -hmm. you have to do that? You have to pretend to be me or somebody else. Mm -hmm. So what we're speaking about is something that's extremely prevalent in the spiritual witchy communities right now. And it's that on Instagram, particularly, mm -hmm. people are being scammed and fake accounts are being created uh, to try and trick people's followers into thinking that they are those people. And then they DM them incessantly and offer readings for money mm -hmm. and they'll change like one or two words in the username to very, very closely mimic what is on the uh, person they're uh, copying's page. So mm -hmm. it's almost like, it looks like a copy. And it's it's a big issue. It's been an issue for both of us mm -hmm. and all, all our friends and basically everyone I know. Yeah. I think I have three impersonators on Instagram right now and at least one on TikTok. And I had one very aggressive... Um, page that was copying me and currently I don't have any that are active so nice I'm it's been nice to have a break mm -hmm. from that because what happens when you have so you get a scammer what can you expect well here's the thing <laughs> any reputable spiritual practitioner with an established public practice will not reach out to you first especially not for a paid reading and if, if I ever felt so inclined, so overtaken by a message that I had to share it with somebody, I would literally just tell them. Mm -hmm. I would say, do you consent to receiving this message? Something came through for you. And I would just share it with you because I'm not going to charge you for something that like suddenly came through. But for the most yeah. part, I really only send messages like that to people I am friends with and close in close relationship with regular clients whose guides I know really well at this point and might whisper things to me in between sessions. I never DM anyone for readings. And it's super frustrating because when it happens, I end up with an inbox full of really upset people wanting me to make it right. And that's not fair. Like I 
I can't do that. Not That's... only is there not enough time, there's there's a simple fact that it's not your fault. Right. Okay. Therefore, you know, of course we don't want people to fall victim to scam, but at the end of the day, it is your responsibility to not be scammed. Mm -hmm. So there's that. We have this love for our followers, but at the same time, being held accountable for the fraudulent accounts activity is rough because not only are we really not responsible for it, we can't do anything about it. More importantly, a lot of us mm -hmm. want to be responsible, feel but responsible. Instagram, social media platforms don't help us. Instagram does not care. They've said that they don't they don't uh, allow any fraudulent activity. They don't care. Mm -hmm. They've proven time and time again that they don't have a system in place that protects uh, spiritual practitioners. Um, or even me, who's not a spiritual, I don't mm -hmm. offer readings. I offer fucking crock charms. Like, <laughs> that's the thing is they're not only targeting reputable spiritual teachers and readers, they're, they're anything that's adjacent to that. Mm -hmm. And that's a stretch for, I don't in any way, shape or form offer readings, but they are still approaching my followers with this, hey, grand rising i've you know my love i feel called to you pay me 500 dollars or whatever and it's like people think it's me mm -hmm. so it's 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 very broad is my point and it sucks because i think these particular types of scammers really get you when you're like in a vulnerable place yeah. when you're already in a vulnerable place and you see this message that makes you feel singled out and special and you're kind of in a moment where you could use some extra help anyway but like my friends if I charge $450 an hour for a reading I'm not DMing you for a $50 session no it's just not gonna happen and I think it's really important that if someone does message you and you think you want to work with them do a Google. Yes. Do a good search. Search who out. you follow. Mm -hmm. And if that account name is not there, they're not the person. Mm -hmm. The thing about these scammers is they're taking advantage of your quick uh, attention span. Totally. So when we read, we don't, we just assume a lot mm -hmm. about things when we look at it, right? As humans and as especially humans in this, in this lifetime in yeah. this time amazon prime generation. amazon prime generation <laughs> we're talking about amazon brains okay like that's where we're at so when you see a username that's one character off from the legitimate one it may trick you mm -hmm. that's the trick and so i always tell people like at lady moon co is our only account period mm -hmm. end of story there is no backup there is no underscore after and you have to be diligent and look at it because mm -hmm. they cannot have the same username as you right. they cannot that's impossible well and something else that i noticed that all of these pages have in common is that all of their posts are on the same day all oh. of them like they'll have so many of my photos or videos and they'll all be cropped slightly weird no reels just screenshots of videos and they'll all be posted the day before this account follows me. Mm. Um, or like when other psychic scammer pages follow me, all of the pictures are posted on the same date. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
So they're all the same. It's just one person, person like loading up those just, photos. Unless they like use like a banking. computer. I'm guessing they probably use some sort of it's a whole computer to do it. Clearly and it clearly it works, unfortunately, because they keep doing it. Right. Um so this may all sound like we're being assholes about, you know, it's on you, but we say that because we're not corporations. Mm-hmm. We're a lot of these people that are being um mimicked are are um individual business owners like mm-hmm. like i am hi i'm it's lady moon Co. <laughs> so yeah. the mental capacity of the things we have to deal with when we have angry people saying you have a scammer we have people saying you have a scammer mm-hmm. did you know that yes i it's on my homepage that you mm-hmm. didn't look to see before you messaged me and it's like they mean well, but it's just this extra. And people, when they get DM'd with, you know, a, a questionable thing, will of course immediately be like, "Hey, blah blah blah." But when I see that, like somebody, like Ali, like my best friend, mm-hmm. like messaged me about an account that was um, one of your mm-hmm. scammers, and yeah. I didn't tell you about it. Do you know why? Thank you. For not because that's <laughs> because why? Why would I tell you when you already know? Mm-hmm. And it was probably when you already knew about, and I don't yeah. want to load your brain with that shit. It's because I know what it's like, it's and it's taxing. overwhelming. It really is overwhelming it's to have disturbing. so many people upset and reaching out. And I think the most frustrating thing for me is that I've noticed that. I'm sorry, most... I just told you no. No, that's <laughs> it's relevant. To I the just content. realized I just fucking told you. <laughs> I think the most frustrating thing for me is usually the people who are messaging me aren't my actual followers. They're people who have never followed me. They're people who have never booked a session with me. And it feels really confusing to have strangers suddenly upset with me and trying to engage with Mm. me over something that I have no control over. I like turned off my DM requests from people who don't follow me at this Mm -hmm. point because I just couldn't manage it. And I work so hard to create psychically protected spaces for myself as an individual for the clients I actually am of service of I can't hold space for the hundreds of people in my dms who are messaging me about an impersonator account I just can't do it I don't have the capacity no and it's even goes further than that for some people have just turned off their Instagram completely. I've done it a few times because it was just too, honestly, it, it makes me uncomfortable to know that someone's using my face. It makes me really uncomfortable. And yeah, I, I've had a few different times where I've just had to deactivate my Instagram for a while because it was messing with my head thinking mm-hmm. about somebody using my name and my image to con people con people to cause harm whether it's intentional or not like that's what's happening because people who are saying yes to a psychic in their dms are people who are already in a vulnerable state yeah typically i'm not saying everybody but often so that part's it's a bummer and the best advice i can give you is that if somebody dms you offering a reading that you have to pay for just block them block and report them. just block them all you have to do report it if you want to if you want to yeah it's not really gonna do anything it's not gonna do anything so just block them unfortunately that's what i do every time i get a psychic scammer from one of my colleagues i just Mm -hmm. i immediately block it and then i don't think about it again yeah it's important to block just block yeah 
check the you know the person that they're scamming's homepage of Instagram mm -hmm. to see if they've mentioned it. It's very clear. There's red X's on our profile that says Lady Moon Co. is our only account. Mm -hmm. Then there's a highlight that says scammers, and then I list the known scammers. Mm -hmm. I have <laughs> noticed that sometimes when they copy your bio, they even copy that part, though, that says don't DM. This is my only account. Yeah, and someone did that <laughs> to me. And yet they're DMing, and it's like, this doesn't make sense. And they'll say, at Lady Moon Co. is my backup. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to kick them in the... <laughs> There's no backup. Face. <laughs> Saying I was their backup. I'm like, okay, fuckers. <laughs> the one with like 46K. Not that that's a, few, five, a nice amount of followers. Okay. I like that number. It's good. Mm -hmm. But like versus someone that's got like 500, like I'm not the backup account. Another thing it does too is it can poison the well of your business almost mm -hmm. because people get sick of hearing about how you have issues with scammers mm -hmm. and it's like so repetitive that you know there's some people that I've had to like mute because I don't that I love that I have to have had to mute just because I'm like I don't want to hear about your scammers right anymore now. and it's not their fault and they need to do it but it's just <laughs> it's like dizzy. it's okay it's just like it's not their fault and they need to do it it's just it sucks it's tiring to. To, it's triggering to see yeah. and, and then it kind of you know what i mean it, it kind of poisons the well of your brand a little bit because mm -hmm. it's like who wants that monkey on their back this definitely isn't a new thing though no because i remember when i was a kid going to the mall and psychics would come up to you in the food court really Psychic scammers uh-huh and like offer you readings in the food court <laughs> And they'd be like, well, there's an ATM over there. There's an ATM over there. And it's like, mm, you can't leave me a card with your phone number. Yeah. When I worked at the Beverly Center, there was this one psychic who would follow you to your car. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. So it's not, un it's not unheard of. <laughs> no, it's been happening for a long time. And now long it's time. just evolved with the platform that we're all existing in avatar form on yeah it's been it's it's uh it's changed with the times mm -hmm. but this goes back to as far as this profession has existed i mean literally it's they're charlatans and fakes and it, the thing about it that sucks is that being a psychic or a medium or whatever it's hard enough to get people to take you seriously, mm -hmm. I think. And so to have hustlers and fakes sort of permeating that and trying to get in there, it doesn't it doesn't help the image. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't help the legitimacy mm -hmm. of those types of work. Truly, like this is a historically persecuted practice. People were killed. Be, mm -hmm. that were um romani people are still yeah. targeted in europe for fortune telling yeah i mean i've had my own family members say horrible things to me about being a fraud and a scammer right fuck you right so <laughs> um and hang up on <laughs> so they're not calling <laughs> so it just it Aww. makes 
the legitimate it makes legitimizing the good work that so many of us are doing all that much harder um we can't get credit card processors to accept our accounts it's a struggle to file our taxes mm. and file ourselves as legitimate businesses when we're trying to support ourselves with this work and these types of scams just continue to make it that much more difficult. As we were researching for the show, I learned only last night that fortune telling is illegal. Psychic work is illegal in multiple states, New York being one of what? them. New York State. Mm -hmm. Also like Wisconsin Why? and North Carolina, I think Pennsylvania as well. So this work is literally wow. criminalized and we are just trying to do what we were born to do as instructed by our lineages and our spirits and having these types of obstacles, I don't know, just push us further away from being able to feed ourselves, <laughs> care right. for our families, pay for our rent, things like that. It, that's, I mean, I'm not a person that I understand what it's like from just being a witch being perspective, a witch, but yeah. I'm not, I mean, I can't even imagine trying to like have that as a, as a business and be taken seriously. I mean, it's just, it's, it sucks because it's such an old profession and trade mm -hmm. that has been just historically like condemned mm -hmm. and, you know, constantly prodded at. Um, I think what upsets me even more than the people who copy my page and use my image and my name are the people who claim to be spiritual practitioners or claim to be magical practitioners or witches. And the more you pay attention with them, with your discernment, you realize that these people are just fake like they're just influencers they're just people who are really good at instagram that's a skill mm -hmm. it's yeah that pisses me off too i mean it's yeah it, it's just using the aesthetic to your advantage mm -hmm. really it's you're selling your aesthetic and you're and using the language using the cherry lingo picking terms yeah. from different people and cultures and practices yeah. and jumbling them all up and then calling yourself a spiritual coach and that's not to like shit on all spiritual coaches out there because there are some legitimate ones but I get really frustrated when I see people who are operating from a place of not having any rooting in ancestry in land in any sort of lineage at all and just call themselves fucking starseed spiritual healers what the fuck is a starseed self-proclaimed like no actual elders or point of reference right for what they're peddling for what they're peddling yeah it's that's disturbing like i i mean of all the things you don't want to do of I mean, all the things you don't want to do. doesn't sound like a good idea. Right? I feel like the karmic scales will certainly balance that out at some point. Temperance. <laughs> Temperance. 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 Justice. 
Well, judgment. <laughs> yeah, that goes into a lot about mm-hmm. just, there's just a lot there. And and we talk about it a lot, like rooting what you're doing in your ancestry mm-hmm. is important for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of boils down to that in white supremacy as it always does. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I just don't, I don't understand how, people can operate from a place of inauthenticity when they're talking about witchcraft and spirit. I just don't, it's hard for me to understand like how someone could even, could even do that or to even say like, Hey, I like, it's like the opposite of imposter syndrome. Totally. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I it's like deal with that. It's like extreme narcissism (laughs) Mm -hmm. that I don't have. I (laughs) wish I had more of it sometimes, but I don't. Mm -hmm. And so it's just so ugly to me to see that Mm -hmm. there's so much. Yeah. Those. And I don't want to like judge everybody. I don't want to put a blanket on everybody and say, you're this, because I don't like to do that either. But Mm -hmm. sometimes it's really fucking obvious. And And usually those types of people have a huge following. And honestly, I think it's because their face is favored by the algorithm. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Like, I see a lot of white women and men, too, actually, peddling, like, wellness and spirituality that has no foundation, no rooting and they often repackage language especially from hinduism there's a lot of repackaged language from hinduism Mm -hmm. cherry-picked language from indigenous practices Mm -hmm. drum circles and fuck it's so bad i just got a visual just like any yoga class in la you'll see it (laughs) honestly yeah yeah (laughs) like any yoga class led by a white person in los angeles if it's in a trendy neighborhood like you will see it and that's also where we get to that slippery slope of spirituality to alt-right pipeline is a lot of these practitioners and yeah how i don't know i don't quite fully grasp how that happens so i think where it comes from is that I feel like I've said this on previous episodes. I don't care, but I want to know again. But um, I want to. I need to go through this again. Here's the thing: white women, yes, are at the point where Christianity no longer serves them because they want to fuck. Oh, they want to yeah. be on birth control. So they want to do fun shit, and that's cool. But Christianity doesn't have space for that. So then they develop these spiritual practices that aren't really rooted in anything that repackage a lot of the ideas of Christianity and that becomes their new little like Mm. club where they can talk about spirituality and ultimately it leads to like weird shit like Pizzagate and QAnon quite honestly no you're not wrong I've I've known people that have gone down that rabbit hole mm-hmm. and not come back it's called like pastel q what yeah it's called pastel q because it's all learning a lot like, right now it's put in like cool graphics oh god and like appealing colors that's really nice dangerous font. yeah again aesthetic as the terms to trap entrap mm-hmm. aesthetics to entrap yes without actual substance you're absolutely right mm-hmm. it's like it's like let's take 
we want to have we want to be cool and different and fun mm -hmm. so let's just take all these like ooh buddhist terms and that's ooh interesting <laughs> that's so you know yeah oh it's so cringy like i can't even like the one i'm seeing a lot of right now is like the repackaging of oh, divine feminine and divine masculine which are oh, terms yeah. taken from hinduism mm -hmm. and they're basically just using these terms to talk about typical puritanical christian roles of men and women which is not at all what that means no it's not about that at all and like that's how they're using these terms and so like people who wow. also don't have rooting in ancestry because that's what america does it erases your history that. and your culture so that you pledge allegiance to the flag and like those are the type of people that can fall for it easily because it's something and it has meaning and they yes. want that in their lives and like raise your hand if you've been personally harmed by christianity so seeing some sort of other option seems better than what you've been dealing with before and so they right. get sucked into these spaces and that's where you see a lot of like love bombing and you know the twin flame things we talked the about the twin flame thing you see it a lot in those spaces right uh-huh just really toxic it's kind spirituality. of lost. toxic mm -hmm. positivity toxic spirituality mm -hmm. it's all sort of there because what these people don't want to do is the work mm -hmm. to understand the whole of that energy it's just like the love it's and light all crowd. good it's all love and light we're uh -huh. gonna have mimosas like we're gonna but oh you know don't hex any but hex no mm -hmm. i don't do that like love and light it's just very or like dismissive that's don't the word. critique me because that's coming from a negative space and yeah. you're the one who has a problem yeah. you need to raise your vibration yeah like that it's a lot of that it's a lot of that mm -hmm. yeah oh god that's so it makes me really uncomfortable oh it's the because i don't see that all the time <laughs> i feel like you see that more because you're professional at what you do and like like yeah. maybe I mean I do notice it but it's like it's, it's almost like I'm in a room of these people and then and then when I talk about these things sometimes it's like I'm at a party and then you talk you know I, we have conversations and then I'm like oh fuck they're here I'm like they're all fucking around me and I'm like I need to get out of this party I mean I'm not in the party in my fake party in my head but it's just like, oh shit. And then you notice like I'm oh, in the that's wrong room. Up. <laughs> this this is not cool. You, I, you know? Oh it, god. I think and it it's does just, have a little something yeah, to do with that. Yeah, I think it does. And it's not it's not like I was oblivious to all this, but it's just like speaking it and hearing mm -hmm. it and then being like, oh fuck. Like that's mm -hmm. Yeah. I was talking to my friend Sarita not that long ago about mm -hmm. this, about how people of color are raised to be suspicious. Yeah. You have to be to yeah. survive. And so we're just less likely totally. to be duped by people like this totally. because we're just like, meh, eh, let me take yeah. a step back from there. Yeah. But I do see it quite a bit because Instagram like forces it onto my explore page. Same. Like, <laughs> but that's important for me to say because I want, I want more white people to notice that i mm -hmm. want more of our listeners that need 
to develop that discernment a little more at least the awareness yes. it's not quite the discernment it's the awareness because mm-hmm. i'm not gonna fall for anything like that mm-hmm. luckily, luckily i have rooting. rooting i have rooting and i you know have strong discernment in place and mm-hmm. but it, it it is like it's just a lot mm-hmm. but if like you're new in a spiritual practice or you've recently experienced if you're vulnerable trauma, if in any way you are in a vulnerable place these people feel very welcoming and yeah. very inviting very smiley very and, smiley oh, come smiley to my party. Mm-hmm. whereas We're like friends. i'm over here with like a red light talking about lucifer and it's mm-hmm. like that bitch scares me yeah yeah like <laughs> okay i think a part of that too honestly i think a part of the not wanting to see the the darkness and i don't mean darkness in a negative way yeah if you're not if you're new to witchcraft or i think for white people that has to do with not wanting to face the darkness in themselves or to admit that we have mad privilege right on the nose i hate it on the nose <laughs> and that mm-hmm. is the root of toxic mm-hmm. positivity because that the shadow white people don't want to see that literally literally yeah. don't and there are a lot of people that don't believe in things that are super obvious to me like mm-hmm. so so if you're listening and that's not something you've reflected on do it Absolutely. I'm reflecting on it. I've been reflecting on it. Mm-hmm. This is... Me too. Like, I have all, yeah. shitty ancestors. I have some yeah. sh- fucked up ancestors yeah. in my, like, recent bloodline. And yeah. in order to know myself and know what dangerous things I'm fucking capable of, I have to see those things. And I'm not saying you need Same. to re... Like, you don't need to traumatize yourself. You don't need to relive your trauma. And a lot of... These spiritual scammers like make money by doing that, by forcing people to relive and recount their trauma over and over again. And it builds this weird dependency thing. Yeah. But like you have to look in the mirror. You have to look down your family line because beyond those shitty ones are some really fucking great ones who are just so eager to meet you Mm -hmm. and teach you what they've always known. And you have to sort through, you have to sort through the mess to get to yeah. the the spirit candy, to get to the good stuff. Truly, you know? it's it's a journey that I hope the past few years, at the very least, mm-hmm. have helped you reflect on mm-hmm. the way that you speak and think and empathize and just exist and the the things that are in our country that have been done by white people. It's fucking irreprehensibly like, damaged and just it's all it's I don't want to say it's a lot but it's something that needs to be done to get to that level where you can Mm -hmm. you can not fall for the you know fall for the the traps because these people are smart yeah that's the thing they're smart they're powerful Mm -hmm. they're privileged and they're mm -hmm. calculating Mm -hmm. and I mean, I'm very weary of of white spiritual practitioners, like quite frankly. Yeah. I don't have a lot of people I put on pedestals. I think that's dangerous in general. Oh yeah. Um truly, truly not something I I do. Um rare rarely do mm-hmm. I do that. And if and if I do do that, honestly, they're black and brown people that I can learn um in a healthy way from and mm-hmm. respect. 
because I want I want to hear those voices being amplified. I don't want to really hear what love and light people mm-hmm. have to say. I want I want to you know. Even as like a legitimate spiritual practitioner, I get. <clears throat> Excuse me. I get really nervous when my clients like me too much <laughs> or get like too yeah. dependent. I've like made a stipulation where like I won't see you f- until three months from now. Whoa. Unless I'm working with you as a mentee. If you're my mentee, then I will see you once a month and we'll be in contact. But like my regular clients, I need you need a break because I can't be your altar. Mm. I can't be I am not a priest I am not the one who holds the keys to your kingdom you are and my job is to show you that you are my job is to assist you and give you the tools the techniques the education and yeah some really fucking groovy channels from the spirits so that you can feel empowered to walk your own path to cultivate your own identity to develop your own discernment and truth and any spiritual practitioner who makes you feel like you need them is someone to be wary of you know like i don't even want i don't want to be on a pedestal i want you to trust yourself that is the goal of my work that you trust yourself and if i'm not doing that for you then i'm not the right practitioner for you right i've even like told clients like you need a you need a break Mm. that's why i came up with that like three month stipulation thing because i'm like you can't i can't be your access to god I can't be your access to magic. I can introduce you. I can be your guide. I can show you where the path is with my little hermit's lamp. But like you have to walk it. Yeah. And I think those of those who have come from organized religion might have a problem with that at first. Absolutely. Like truly being like, oh, what? I have the power. Like I yeah. have, it's up to me. And that's what it does. You know, that's what it does sometimes mm-hmm. is it's like, you put all your power and all your strength and all your neediness onto this deity, mm-hmm. but you, you're just a whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. you're a powerless. And then mm-hmm. I, I understand why they would be like, mm-hmm. but I need you. Yeah. But it's like, you're trying to teach them that no, yeah. you need yourself. I can't flap your wings for you. I can push you out of the nest. <laughs> right. And I tell people that too, if they're looking for some sort of mentorship that they look for someone who encourages uh, the their students or their mentees to find power for themselves and to cultivate their own path. Mm-hmm. I just think it's so fucking dangerous when you say, this is how you do things, especially if you're coming from a white place of no root, a root, like mm-hmm. not that it's always white, but like if it's, you know it what I mean? It tends to be though. It tends to be, <laughs> honestly, it tends to be. And we've talked about why that is before. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's the truth. And it's, it's not a super fun thing to hear if you're white, but it's true. But we must talk about but it. We must because <laughs> this is our mission. Because it <laughs> honestly this is trickster. <laughs> hmm And we are serving trickster in in we are in cahoots with the <laughs> with the trickster. So we must say these things because mm-hmm. what the fuck else are we doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly. So 
What I don't want other white witches, and I say that in a racial sense, not white witchcraft, because it gets <laughs> confusing. I understand. To find their roots, to latch on to those things that make you special, unique, powerful, without cherry picking from cultures, because then if you cherry pick from other cultures and then you start, you develop through that and then you start teaching, you're the charlatan. Mm -hmm. You're then the scammer. Mm -hmm. And then it just breeds and breeds and breeds. You're scamming yourself. And then you're, you're scamming yourself and then you end up scamming other people and mm -hmm. then you teach them to operate like that. And then it's just this cycle of love and light that I don't want you to get stuck in. Mm -mm. And I don't want to see that shit anymore. Yeah, it's really easy to it's, be love and light when you aren't directly targeted by the state. Yeah, <laughs> then that's part of it, too, is like, yeah, it's super easy when you're not when you have that privilege, mm -hmm. then that safety net of your skin color. Like, mm -hmm. it's really. It's really fucked up. Mm -hmm. And part of a part of the healing is we need to, number one, acknowledge that that exists. Yeah. And I see people in like message boards and in general people not. I don't know about like love and light people. What I would imagine that they don't want to talk about it because it's not love and light. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's. <sighs> it's that like weird love attraction, the secret thing. Like if your life is good, it's because you always think good thoughts. Yeah. And if you're in a hard place, it's because you did something wrong and you're just thinking too yeah. much negativity. And it's like, or maybe this country gets off on poverty and making sure to exploit the working class. And it's not because you're not thinking positively enough. It's because yeah. it's a systemic issue. There's systemic disproportionate fucking issues. Yeah. And that's why people don't like love and light. Yes, it's just bootstrap. It's a scam. It's bootstrap shit by a different name. It's a scam. And they would argue and say, oh, well, they're just negative. And, you know, mm -hmm. you're just, and it's like, that's gaslighting. Literally gaslighting. <laughs> I always say, is gaslighting? Because yes. for a long time, I didn't know what it meant, but I would like pretend I knew what it meant. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, that's gaslighting, right? That is. <laughs> but that is gaslighting. Mm -hmm. And I know that now. Truly. <laughs> and that's like one of their tactics. And that's a tactic. I'm going to throw... I feel like physically ill right now. <laughs> our eyes have been itching no, they since are. we started this episode. Truly, our yeah. eyes... Our, your eyes were watering. Mm -hmm. my, and my eyes have been itching. And it's not from the fucking no, incense. It's from love and light. <laughs> I just don't care anymore. I want people to, to know... And other white people need to spread this information to other white people. And I'm white. Okay? <laughs> Oh, I'm telling make you better what, choices. Make better choices, please. Mm -hmm. Don't. It's okay. And you know what? There's so oh, many. It's okay. There's like, so many gorgeous earth-based practices all throughout Europe that yes. existed, and that you can you can find them. You, you can, can find them. You might have to do some Google Translate. Um, Laura's talked before about looking to folklore and, yes. you know, children's stories, podcasts. fairy tales. Pod I love folklore podcasts. I learned so much. There are folklore podcasts for like every part of the globe. Yes. There are whole seasons on Celtic 
practices. Mm-hmm. There's whole seasons on Norse practices. Mm-hmm. There, get honestly, they should start like ancestry or like we should start like an ancestry for witches. <laughs> it's just like fairy tales and folklore. We're just like, like region. Yeah, no, I'm serious. <laughs> yeah, that would be so fucking cool. That'd be a cool resource if we could. You know, you do ancestry or 23 and Me, which is step one if you don't know what Absolutely. your lineage is get a dna test god can we get sponsored by them it's jesus that christ you can start truly like truly. they're not perfect but we it say, fucking helps it's better than just time. thinking you're an american we say this all like, the fucking time <laughs> that we you need to find out your sponsor us 23 and please me. we will be nice <laughs> like i pay a monthly subscription to ancestry.com we would love to be sponsored we would love it if you would just what would the ancestry witchy thing be called? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I don't know yet. But if you have a if you have a suggestion, let us know or comment below. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> um <laughs> But surely that's step one. And then once you see, like, oh, I'm twenty percent Scottish and whatever, or Spanish or whatever, there's like fucking so much cool shit and think of it as like an adventure it really is we like an adventure. adventure we like adventure and conquering things right well Ooh. conquer your ancestry okay because <laughs> that's step one manifest your destiny and fucking <laughs> fucking conquer that okay i'm serious it'll you're, be fun you're speaking their language <laughs> i know i am because i am right <laughs> It'll be an adventure. It'll be exciting. It'll be exotic. You love that word. It'll be all the things that are already inside of you. Oh my God. I'm going to cry. Seriously. So you should get your DNA checked or talk to your grandparents or something truly because there's so much more documentation for like white folks to trace there's way more logs and there's, a lot. there's so many things that you could follow draft cards censuses um and bless you if you happen to be mixed race like all the beautiful things you have to work with so many different cultures like my ancestry is literally from most of the globe right yeah <laughs> and like i just i That's spent cool. all of my time trying to figure that shit out <laughs> That's that's a new concept, though, to most white people, because it's like, we're American, like yeah. you said. No, <laughs> we're from other places. We're okay? all from, we are all this is from a other places of people. Unless you're indigenous to Turtle Island, like we are all from somewhere else. True. And I've, I've talked to Laura. I was like, my ancestors literally just got here. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm scared to see what mine did a while ago, but I'm going to. Say, what's up to those people? And skip on back to fucking Scotland because I don't even want to know. Like your authenticity is in your ancestry and your (laughs) power is in your authenticity. And if you desire to be a spiritual practitioner, if you feel like you were called to that role, like figure out how those who came before you did it first because that's how we learn. That's how... common. Not that's common sense. That's how we are of service responsibly. That's common sense now. Mm-hmm. That's responsible and ethical and kind and mm-hmm. empathetic and all the things is to use what's inside of you mm-hmm. because that's yours, not someone else's. Mm-hmm. 
And you mentioned something earlier about how like leaving the Catholic church, it's like a struggle or leaving Christianity. (laughs) It can be a struggle with figuring out your relationship to discipline. And I think that when folks leave institutions like that, we want to rebel and reject all guidelines, all rules, all restrictions. And when you begin engaging with traditional ancestral practices, you will find new rules new guidelines these aren't like willy-nilly super silly like it's these are sciences spiritual sciences and our ancestors were diligent in passing down what works well because there's a bunch of fuck shit in the spirit realm and unless there's a lot of fuck shit and unless you are practicing responsibly through the techniques that your ancestors discovered did the hard work to figure out for you, like you are opening yourself up to a world of mess. And if you become a public practitioner, then you're opening up your clients to a world of mess. And that's just sloppy spirituality, in my opinion. It is sloppy. And something I just, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just thought of right now was even having these conversations is kind of a mind fuck because... I was thinking about growing up not knowing any any other witches. If you're mm-hmm. if you grow up like that, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. If you're a self-taught witch, you don't know shit. Mm-hmm. You don't know anyone else. You do your own thing. You find it through visceral connection, okay? Mm-hmm. We grow up, the internet happens. And now mm-hmm. I'm sitting here talking about things that are very new to white people. Mm-hmm. To like uh hey, you should really find out your ancestry and mm-hmm. like connect with it. And it's not to be, hey, I'm telling you what to do, but like that's just common sense. Like that's mm-hmm. the root of witchcraft is culture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you know, but mm-hmm. it's just like, I'm just like almost pleading with you. Mm-hmm. Like that's it, that's the lesson. And that's the what I can take away from being on the internet mm-hmm. as a positive thing because I have such a negative experience with mm-hmm. it all the time that I want to promote that way of thinking mm-hmm. because that's important and it's not mentioned quite as much as I'd like to see it mentioned and and I I love that it's coming up and if it's coming up here that means it's coming up other places for other people exactly and so yes. I think that that shift in consciousness mm-hmm. is not only important for white people that trickle down is important too like what does that mean for you know there's future generations appropriation and things like that mm-hmm. like and then just it kind of heals a little bit of that divide and that wound absolutely you know like of witchcraft as a whole like i mm-hmm. think that's just like we have to be reminded because witchcraft and yes it's prevalent and yes it's but it's fucking damned mm-hmm all cultures basically have all been damned at some point and it's we're hidden we're we're in the broom closets Mm -hmm. you know and a lot of us are have been and it's a scary thing to even admit that you are so Mm. why would you know what the fuck to do sometimes yeah so that's why it's important to to talk about yeah my point another reason why it is an important it's important to look it's essential it's not even just important it's essential it's kind of like i'm kind of taking it back to our gatekeeping episode and how like a lot of 
witches on the internet are like, you can't tell me what to do. You can't tell me what I can and can't have. I'm just doing whatever I want, which is like, you you do you. Um, but <clears throat> if you wanted to be a professional basketball player, you can't just show up and play however the fuck you want with whatever ball you want and say, I am now a professional. You will put me on your team. Right. You will accept me here doing what I, no I'm not going to do it like that I'm going to do it my way <laughs> and I'm you gonna will double dribble you will have me I'm gonna double dribble with I'm gonna triple dribble and like a dodgeball instead of a basketball and I'm going to wear yeah. shoes that scuff the court because I don't give a fuck or soccer shoes and each time I make it in the hoop it's 1,000 points 1, like no points. like it's that divine emperor energy like guidelines rules exist for a reason they exist for right. a reason and when we turn to those who came before us especially those who came before us before the catholic church that's when we're able to find those guidelines they're not meant to restrict us they're meant to ground us to give us the support that we need so that we can feel free in our exploration of magic and the spirit realms and the realm of earth there are universal guidelines mm -hmm. and that's one of them mm -hmm. and then there are things like eclectic witchcraft where i've seen it get a little twisted it doesn't you're eclectic in your methods you're not eclectic in the cultures that you get to pick from. Mm -hmm. When I when I say I'm an eclectic witch, I say, oh, I dabble in kitchen witchery. Mm -hmm. I dabble in sea witchery. I can mix those two things. I don't just have to choose one. Mm. It's, that's more of ritual and perspective. I think perspective. they really needed this. People need this clarification. Yes, yeah. because eclectic witchcraft does not mean, oh, I, I'm smudging or I'm, you know, mm -hmm. but also I'm doing X, Y, Z, or mm -hmm. I don't even know I'm right now. I'm also like working with the Buddha and I'm also yeah, like... and Hecate and, you know. It's like you got to get, you, it's some like, of these deities don't even want to be on and, the same altar together. No, what are you and, doing? <laughs> and if it's not your heritage to use, then it's, that's not what eclectic witchcraft is. Mm-hmm period end of story that's that's more once you've established that mm -hmm. what you do within your own practice is your business as mm -hmm. long as it's rooted mm -hmm. it that's it there is no up for discussion with that like truly and i don't say that a lot because i'm a gemini and i'm very like i see the other side of this i <laughs> see too. but i'm fucking done with that shit like honestly it's not it's really getting out of hand. It is getting out of hand. And I think like that's the real spiritual scam that's out there. And that is truly, look, like, all these fake accounts. People who are hustling, using my pictures, I'm really not yeah. mad at you. I'm more annoyed yeah. with like the inundation in my inbox of messages, but I'm really not mad at the people who no. use my pictures. Me neither. But it's, it's this other realm of spiritual scammery where people are really presenting themselves as fucking authorities in things that they are not while making a chaotic mess. It is chaotic and yeah, it it's a touchy subject. It's a touchy subject. But it's one that's got to you got to do it. It's just to keep all of this in mind because it's just it's just good practice. Mhm. Mm being a good human, it's being a good witch. And ultimately, like, we are all here, earthlings, to be stewards of 
the earth. And we learn how to be stewards of the earth by listening to the land and the spirits of the land. And witchcraft is a vehicle that can teach us how to do these things. Mm -hmm. And if you're ignoring all of the sacred science behind it, if you're ignoring your ancestry, if you're ignoring history and just making stuff up out of thin air. If you're ignoring your ancestry mm -hmm. for aesthetic purposes, what the fuck are you doing? You're not being in service to planet because Earth. Because that's what's popular is sage. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's Still what you see. What are you doing? Spread this knowledge. If you hear this, please other white people tell other white witches. Other white witches tell other white. Like spread it around in whatever way, you know, because sometimes white people don't want to hear that they're wrong <laughs> or that they can't have something. So just get that message out, please. Because mm -hmm. this has come up in almost every episode that we've done unintentionally. Literally not, not what we set out to do. <laughs> this is not our, we don't have an agenda. We, we have we no are, agenda. This is an altar to Hermes and this is what's coming up. Mm -hmm. Rooted in our practices. Rooted in, in our, our practices. Spirits. Yeah. Coming together. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> and it's and it's I love it because I feel very much this is just very important mm -hmm. or else what are we doing here sitting here talking about spells just, our favorite spells are without any context or anything which we could do we could but, but even that even like that, that's like, why I don't like sharing like spells and rituals on Instagram because right. I'm like I can show you how I did it but unless you understand the context of all that went into this small glimpse of the whole practice like you're not really learning from me right and also you have such a deep cultural understanding behind your practice mm -hmm. that that's a lot of it and if they aren't you then they're not really gonna yeah i can't explain it in 15 it. seconds i cannot right. no and when i like offer like hey, this is a ritual I made up. It's because that's a part of my magical mm -hmm. practice. But I don't say, hey, here's what who you should work with. I, it's like the bones. Mm -hmm. It's the bone, It's the fun bones of a ritual. It's the skeleton yeah. of a ritual. It's not the meat and the heart of it. No, you give people like the tools yes. and that's cool. Yeah, it's just an idea that mm -hmm. you can run with. But yeah, also, Damn. yeah, fuck. <laughs> What a way to end season we one, We thought huh? we were just going to talk about Woo. like people copying our pictures, but Woo. here we are <laughs> talking about the real just, scammers of the spiritual truly. world. Just watch out no for those here. witch fluencers. Have these conversations with people that you're friends mm -hmm. with, like other witches, like talk to each other. That's and make how... sure you're having them with yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we, like, I I talk to myself about this shit all the time. Me too. And it's important. It's really, mm -hmm. yeah. Because ultimately, like, my understanding of witchcraft is that it leads us to living in communion with our planet. And it is inherently radical. Mm-hmm. It is inherently radical. And if you're just perpetuating the same white supremacist bullshit, 
of bypassing, then is it really witchcraft? I don't know. Is it love and light? Or is, is it, it just is pretend? It just pretend? Fuck. Yeah. Damn. I'm so full. Do we have time for spirit candy? <laughs> God. Spirit messages from our spirit guides. So I have a channeled message from Lily. I like Lily. <laughs> this is from <laughs> Celia, oh, Celia, who comes cool. with Lily sometimes. They're both revolutionaries. Mm. Um, I was going to talk a little bit about which revolution, but they told me not to. So okay. you can guess. <laughs> the world needs humankind to move forward with the assistance of our spirits and guides. The world needs us to move forward with the assistance of the guardians and spirits around us who are divinely aligned, who are harmonious with the planet and all living things that grow from it. The spirits who thirst for justice and equity. The world, our mother, our earth needs us to assist in the transformation and repentance and healing of the ancestors who were and are out of alignment and outdated in their understandings of life, love, and human existence. The spirits are not without our flaws, which is why it is so important to know which spirits we are working with. As the interest in ancestral practices grows, the need for psychic and spiritual discipline grows as well. The necessity for strong spiritual foundations so that we may interact responsibly with whomever awaits us beyond the veil. As more and more people call upon their ancestors, more pain and suffering becomes unlocked. That is the truth of this work. In opening the doors to the spirits, we open the doors to witnessing many of the atrocities inflicted upon or by our ancestors. We express this to you not to frighten you, not to push you away. We express this to you as we express all things, because truth must come first always. The history of planet Earth in this timeline, in this dimension, is difficult, is horrific, is murderous, villainous, tyrannical, genocidal, but it is also beautiful, purposeful, intentional, delicate, graceful, and loving. For much of history, humanity lived in great communion with the spirits of all living beings. When the understandings of sentience, consciousness, compassion, and community were the way, we cannot have courage without fear. We cannot have joy without pain. We cannot see the beauty of humankind without seeing the ugliness as well. The white supremacy has great strength amongst the living as well as in the realm of spirit. Much of it comes from the way Christianity trains its followers to pray fervently, passionately, consistently, and frequently. Fascism, the police state, Violence and colonialism continue to rise, 
the prayers of the followers of the oppressive false gods pour power into that rise. We invite the resistance to see the importance of discipline and consistency in prayer and presence. Ancestral veneration is not simply a photo on the wall or a stone on a table or a candle that remains lit. Ancestral veneration is a commitment to the spirit world, to the healing of the self through the healing of the past, a commitment to recognizing our roles and our ancestors' roles in how this timeline has played out, a commitment, a promise, a discipline, a practice, not an object or a perfect post or a passing moment, but a lifetime. The way the commitment is expressed, the intensity by which it is demanded, ebbs and flows with the practitioner and their journey. Listen, Listen to your guides. Listen to your gods. Listen to your gods. Find your way home. And find your way home. We love you. We see you. We love you. And we desire to be seen. Celia. Yeah, it's not just about you connecting with your ancestors. Your ancestors want to connect to you. Mm-hmm. They're there whether you connect to them or not. Mm-hmm. And they're longing. They're longing. And they're influencing the living for better or for worse. God, that part about, you know, the fervent prayer, fervent, fervent, mm-hmm. whatever the word is, prayer, the incessant prayer, mm-hmm. the power that. I like that that it there is power behind that. That's there intent. Is. That's a strong intent. It's a strategy. That's what keeps it going. Absolutely. That's frightening. Mm-hmm. That's really frightening. Mm-hmm. And we lose that when we break away from Christianity because it it harmed us, right? Mm-hmm. But we have to find ways to bring that intensity to our personal practices, our desire for justice and truth, our desire for equity and wholeness, our desire for a holistic communal mm. world. And I think even before that, you have to desire justice and truth. Mm. You have to recognize that Period. it's missing. You have to recognize that it's missing. You have mm. to realize that you want that for Mm -hmm. the world Mm -hmm. starting with yourself truly Mm -hmm. i got some spirit candy oh lay it on us (laughs) i love how yours are always like long and beautiful and mine are like (laughs) a sentence it's fine though it's condensed oh okay the words of humans do not reflect the thoughts of goddesses or gods Mm-hmm. I'm still unpacking that. Mm-hmm. But in relation to this topic in this episode, I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I think the things that we do may if you're not connect let's say you're not connected to your ancestry and your in your gods and your deities, maybe your thoughts aren't reflecting that truth. Maybe maybe mm-hmm those thoughts that you're you know you're not yet connected with yet Mm -hmm. so it doesn't reflect what they want for you 
ultimately. Yeah. Like That's if sort of what I'm getting Your at. point of reference uh, for divinity is like white Jesus and angry vengeful sky daddy. Like... <laughs> Sky Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> angry, angry, vengeful Sky Daddy. I love that. You know, this reminds me, I recently channeled um, for a client and these celestial spirits came through. And it's something that's happened a few times where these celestial spirits mm. come and tell a story of divine mothers, celestial mothers who were sent from these other solar systems and galaxies to earth when earth was first formed. And from these different mothers in the places where they land, life came to be. And the goddess, this celestial spirit was like humans and their obsession with femicide. I don't understand it. She's like, I literally cannot relate. I don't know how this happened. And when you said, like, the thoughts of goddesses do not align, like, that made me think of this. Like, mm. the way our species is has become so violent does not align yeah. with the gods we come from. Yeah. Like, that's not... like. I get a lot of messages about how humanity sucks. They're like, how did this happen? I literally do. <laughs> a lot of it is like, don't. And it's not like telling me I suck, but it's saying like, tell them to not trust. Don't trust the living. <laughs> like, <laughs> Truly. don't trust so easily. Don't. And this is totally relevant. Don't give away to your power episode. to the living. Don't give away your power to charlatans and frauds and scammers. And these. Oh, mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I just get like really over. I get upset because it's just there's so much like healing to be done that it's, mm -hmm. you know. And I've, I've mentioned this on previous episodes, but when we channel spirit, like we channel through the lens of our own experience. Mm -hmm. And if your experience is gaslighting the reality of what existing in this timeline looks like for the last at least a couple thousand years, right? Because humankind lived for a millennia before imperialism started, um, if your frame of reference is gaslighting the atrocities that have led us to this moment in time, then your channels aren't going to be reflective of the gods or goddesses you claim to channel from. Yeah, that's what that means. Mm -hmm. And that's why when people ask me how they can become a psychic or a spiritualist like me, I say, well, you have to spend a lot of time like with yourself and identifying the insidious ways the white supremacy has affected you and the way you see the world because truly. otherwise you can't be a responsible practitioner truly you truly can't and you have to peel back those calluses mm. Mm -hmm. and hopefully that's something that you've already started to do and mm -hmm. i mean in the past few years that's just been a huge thing for me and and hopefully other white people mm -hmm. man it's just so important like i just don't i can't even right now i know <laughs> that's how we heal the earth yeah that's you how know? we heal 
let go of your ego. Mm -hmm. If you're feeling offended by this, or you want to turn this off and you don't like us anymore, you don't like me anymore. Book a reading. <laughs> Let go of your ego. <laughs> and and like it's okay to fall. Yeah. It's okay to fall and get back up. Yeah, and realize... it's never too late to like mm-hmm. think this for yourself. It's never too late to mm-hmm. to get on the, the track to like finding your power. Absolutely. It is That's never it too is. late. It is never too late to it's... switch gears and decide to live a life in alignment. Truly it's not. And mm-hmm. letting go of a pseudo power that you've stolen from somebody else or you're borrowing from somebody else Mm -hmm. is not losing (laughs) that you're gaining your true power yes like you're gaining power Mm -hmm. white people like that's what we like right (laughs) like conquering and the things conquer your own power Mm -hmm. i'm just kidding but (laughs) yeah look at the the candles this time okay i was gonna mention that never burn Um, like this Everyone go back to each episode and look at our candles because this has never happened before. My my candle is doing some things Mm -hmm. and your side is... Mine's dancing. Dancing and mine is like... (laughs) Which is how I feel right now (laughs) in a good way. But I'm I'm kind of verklempt. So yeah, (laughs) my candle looks like that. How I feel on the inside right now. It's like an avalanche. Like guts. Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's sort of the vibe of what i just felt in this Damn. episode and like i don't i like it because i like authenticity i like truth i like making a difference me too not for egotistical reasons but i this is happy 10th episode happy 10th episode let's Ooh. hold hands because honestly what I was feeling before we did this ep- the, this series, this podcast, was a lot of like, what am I doing with my life? Mm. I love my business, but like, I want to offer something else. Mm-hmm. And this just came about so organically. It really did. And yeah, I guess it's our 10th. We could talk about how we sort of got here. But... Yeah, you were sitting in my dining room. Yeah, <laughs> I hadn't seen you. I've known you Since for maybe five years. I guess so. About five years. I think so. Yeah, I think so. Wait, I, yeah. I did Wild Riot in 2017. Yes, that's when I started Lady Moon Co. That's weird. Five years. So I've, yeah, so I started my business and you started. That was my first public right. appearance. <laughs> that, that was my was, debut. That was my first public <laughs> appearance. That's mm-hmm. weird. So we met at this event. At the Cid. At the Cid. I am a descendant of. <laughs> uh, there you go. So we met and liked each other pretty instantly at my candle wax. Is Literally. Fall. There it goes. And it's lightening the load. Yeah. And, you know, we were around mm-hmm. each other and you came over for some like bonfire nights mm-hmm. and stuff and were very supportive with, for me during a very hard time and. And you're down. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, they're down. So, yeah, I mean, that. that. And then I hadn't seen you the whole pandemic. Mm-hmm. Like two years. I know. Well, we, we would chat on, on Instagram mm-hmm. and things and, you know, Insta friends, but real life friends. Oh, we've met up a few times yeah. to like eat and stuff. 
to like eat food and stuff. <laughs> and um, how the and then I went. Oh yeah, I think you were dropping off new decks. The decks. Yeah. So the deck that we pull from almost every episode is the deck that I designed and that Caitlin provided um, tarot spreads. Tarot spreads for the mm-hmm. booklet. So they're a part of that deck. So yeah. I was had mm-hmm. done the second edition and dropped off decks to their house, mm-hmm. and that was we just started a, talking a dip in the the coronavirus. It was like okay to see people, you know, like one I know. of those times we were both like, do we take our mask? Do we take our masks off? Like, we're okay, do we take I them think. Off? <laughs> and then we chatted for like a long while, a long while, as we tend to do, mm-hmm. as you can see, and always kind of have yeah a very easy, very like, natural, very <laughs> odd topics. <laughs> always very odd very deep very things i like talking Mm -hmm. about we immediately dive below the surface every time yeah (laughs) and then like what even happened i don't know i feel like how did we even get here you said like we should do a podcast and i was like down and then you were like no we should do a podcast yeah and oh yeah i was like we should do a po- i think i was thinking about doing one again mm-hmm. and then i was like i should do it with caitlin because we have such a nice mm-hmm. i don't want to do it with anybody else and mm-hmm. then and then uh we both you know randomly as one does <laughs> pick up the same book from the fucking library randomly i know i got it from a or where i'm sorry like a weird used bookstore and i think i ordered mine from shmamazon mm-hmm. and like, but I was like, oh, I'm reading this book. I think you'd like it or something. You One did. Of the- and I was like, are you fucking and you're like, kidding me? <laughs> you're like, I got it at two days ago. And I was like, what the, f-? and that book was, um, Trickster Makes the World. Mm-hmm. Forgot the auth, you know. Sorry, I don't remember the auth. We'll we're we're going to do an episode about <laughs> Trickster next season. Mm-hmm. So we'll get into that book. And I need to finish that book because I haven't finished it. I know, me too. Mm-hmm. Gemini problems. But we, we read enough to be like, oh shit. This this is being mm-hmm. this is what you do is mm-hmm. said spirits so mm-hmm. we decided Literally. to create a podcast as an altar to trickster energy and through the lens of trickster energy mm-hmm. and hermes and we who is our patron, who is our as, patron gemini's. Mm-hmm. as gemini's by mercury yeah so it's mm-hmm. all the things and here we are talking about important things that need to be talked about which is very trickstery it is it truly is saying what's up with this mm-hmm. what about this what is this like there's no trickster pushes the boundaries and redefines them yes mm-hmm. so that's what this is trickster teaches us lessons that we don't always want to learn but need to have this is what this is mm-hmm. <laughs> so hopefully mm-hmm. you've enjoyed this experience mm. We care deeply about our practices and your practices and witchcraft and spirituality as a whole. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you'll stick around for season two. Do yeah. you have anything to say? Yeah, I think we really were both in a place of struggling with yeah. the limits of social media, the rate of consumption that is encouraged, that we are like trained to have on social media and our inability to have really thoughtful conversations within the limits of 15 seconds, seven seconds, 60 seconds. And I think that's how we kind of got 
to the idea of like a longer format situation, like a podcast being a mm-hmm. good space for us to share. And I feel like we've, we set out to do a thing and we did, we did, we did a, a thing. thing. And of course, my we husband, have done, Mike, I was going to say that too. We could not have done this without Mike. My husband, Mike is a brilliant editor, producer, director, mm-hmm. everything, musician, and he wrote our music. He wrote the theme song. We're able to. We're sitting in his his studio Thank right now. Thank you for sharing, Mike. You're welcome. Aww, I love you. I love you so much. And and Laura designed this gorgeous set. I I found I found these chairs so like easily, and mm-hmm. that one because it was like, meant to be. Yeah, and when it, the universe wants you to do something, it really. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. really, it's been a, a pleasure. It has been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Like, we're never doing this again. It's been a pleasure. Why am I sad? Like, we could just make more episodes. <laughs> I'm literally going to see you in a few minutes. I know. But, but it is like, it's yeah. a culmination of yeah. something we set out to do and we fucking did it. And that mm. is a, it's kind of emotional. I'm a big crier. I'm a cancer rising. So I fucking love a cry, but. And I'll cry maybe my later Venus after I leave. Cancer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so well to top it off do we have any questions i think we do i yeah. do do you want to read i will read it okay let's see let's see here oh casey asked would love some witchy vacation wisdom. What do you pack in terms of tools or an altar when you travel? How do you prepare your altars at home for your absence? Those are good questions. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Well, Casey, uh, I had that same question myself. And typically, there's one or two things that I would do. Um, I would design from a shoebox or a vintage jewelry case, or actually have a cigar box that I'm going to turn into a little traveling altar toolkit where you can take, I really keep it minimal and just take like a white candle and Mm -hmm. a lighter and maybe your favorite little tool like a crystal or a dagger. If you have anything specific you're gonna do, take some things for that. Mm If you're not and you just want something with you, you can take that. You can take a talisman. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to take a thing like that, take something that grounds you to your practice mm. that's portable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even like a stuffed animal, you could like open it up and like, it's for Ooh. kids especially, you can shove stuff in the yeah. teddy bear and stuff. Like, but like people do with drugs, but like not drugs. Like, like herbs stuff. and witchy like things, herbs. crystals. Not, co- not cocaine. <laughs> not herb. <laughs> not herb. Like that- lavender. <laughs> like lavender. <laughs> nothing that will get you in trouble with TSA. Yeah, nothing like that. But, you know, don't do that. You actually make a really cool travel thing i do so i designed a traveling ritual space a traveling spell space as i call it so it's a round blanket slash towel beach towel whatever festival blanket whatever um that has a pentacle and around the edge is sort of a very very basic protection spell that i wrote or not really a yeah it's a it's an incantation that's 
loosely calling the elements in. Um, mm-hmm. It's very like basics. You can judge it up. It's non-denominational. <laughs> yeah, no, truly. I kept it very minimal. So <laughs> I like very much encourage people to insert their own bone, uh, not the bones, the, the heart and the mm. guts of what they're doing into my products and stuff. So I want to, so anyway, it's really pretty though. And there's tassels <laughs> and you can fold it up and take it with you and sit on it. So you feel protected and you can, it, mm. if you're in the forest, you want to get like fucking poison ivy in your butthole like you can sit on it <laughs> and protect your butthole and like you know protect your ass <laughs> from sand and things like that but it's really it's really pretty so if that's something you're into mm. um check out our traveling spell space it's very pretty what are you doing i always try to bring a bell with me because whenever i go into a hotel room like i immediately am like someone else has been here which obviously kate it's a hotel room <laughs> But you oh, can't. <laughs> the, the nerve. Duh. Um, but like, I, I'm always hesitant to light incense in those types of spaces because I am not about to get hit with a smoking in the room feet. So yeah, instead, I'll bring a bell with me and ding a ling 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 all over the space. And I feel like that kind of resets the energy of the space to receive me so that I can feel comfortable in it and release any like lingering energies that might have been sticking around from the previous occupant that's something that's really important to me like when I don't do that I won't sleep in a hotel I'll just be awake the entire night Mm. um, which is not fun and usually I'll bring like maybe a candle some selenite I try to remember to bring offerings so a handful of coins maybe a few cigarettes or small cigars and wherever I am I make sure to find a place where it feels good and right and aligned to leave gifts for the spirits of the land that I've traveled to as a thank you for welcoming me and accepting me into their space. I think that's something that's really important for my travel practice, Um, especially if I revisit a place often too. Like I want those spirits to remember me and know that like I'm I'm here to be of service. Mm. I'm grateful for the time here, but I'm also here to be of service. I think it's a sign of respect to do that. Very respectful. Mm-hmm. And then before I leave the house, I usually just make sure that there are no food offerings <laughs> on my altar because I was telling Laura earlier mm. one time it had to have been a fucking crumb that was left. But we came back from a camping trip one that like I wasn't that excited to go on anyway so like I'm already in a mood okay and it's like 10 o'clock at night I'm carrying two little babies in the house and I oh my god I'm gonna cry thinking about it oh man (laughs) I look over at my altar and it is covered in ants like swarming with ants and I just start bawling because it's against a window and I live in an old apartment in Los Angeles and it's summertime and it was just it was like a black tablecloth but it was fucking ants and I like moved it away from the door I just started crying (laughs) Mike's cracking up and my husband was like just just I'll take care just walk away I'll take care of it because oh I was just fucking hysterical. So make sure you clean off any food offerings. Give it a good wipe down. Grab a Lysol wipe or some Florida water, which is actually antibacterial. Um, and give it a good wipe down before you leave. Some altars like to be covered in your absence. 
just ask them. If you're not sure if they're giving you a yes or a no, use your pendulum or whatever other yes or no divination you use and put a little sheet or a scarf over top of it before you leave. But honestly, the most important thing is to say like, thank you, I'm going to be traveling. Let them know where you're going. Ask for protection over your journey. Your altar is going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Don't um, leave candles lit. Don't leave candles lit. I have. I will go back to my house if I can't remember that I've left a candle lit like yeah. there have been times where my kids have been late for school because I was like I think I left the candles on <laughs> oh, that's important I can't yes keep your all I like to leave it clean I like to leave it clean my house too mm -hmm. honestly I'm, yeah I'm that person just make sure your altar's clean and there's nothing that can attract little buggies while you're gone because that shit fucking sucks when you come back from vacation <laughs> that's not cool <laughs> and when you return like say hi yeah. Tell them you're back. Tell them thank you for the protection over your journey and that you missed them and you're happy to be home. Yeah. All mm -hmm. great advice. Yeah. Love that. Me too. I love your advice. Thank mm -hmm. you, Laura. Thank you. And thank you thank for you. tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the season finale <sighs> of Third Eye Binds. Mm, be sure to... DM us uh, to leave us a voice message ooh. on the third eye line. We'll play your voice message. <laughs> so please if you leave send one. It to us. We would love that. We will see you next season. We will Thank see you, you next season. Thank you so much for tuning in. Oh my gosh. Ah. Love and light. Bye. Love and light. Love, and light. love Bye. you so much. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one -on -one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin on Instagram at Spirit Garden Tarot.